Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Pablo, in early November, there is an international day of prayer for the persecuted church. American pastor Andrew Brunson was a missionary imprisoned in Turkey for two years after serving as a pastor in the country for 25 years. You and I also ministered in Turkey, teaching standing strong through the storm principles to folks from Central Asia. After Pastor Brunson's return to the USA, he wrote an article you received permission to include in the appendix of your new book in which he says, The majority of believers are not ready for the pressures of persecution, and this is very dangerous. Yes, Jim, we followed his story very closely, and Pastor Brunson's imprisonment was a powerful jolt to the Christian community in Turkey and in North America. Here's what he wrote, and I quote, My wife Noreen and I lived in Turkey for 25 years, starting churches and a house of prayer and working with refugees. Our lives were turned upside down one day when we were invited to the local police station and told that there was an order to arrest and deport us. The problem is, they never got around to deporting us. They released Noreen after two weeks, but they held me for two years. They accused me of being a military spy, a terrorist, and of trying to overthrow the Turkish government. None of this was true. They wanted to make an example of someone to intimidate other Christians, and they chose me. They threatened to give me three life sentences in solitary confinement. I thought of myself as a relatively tough missionary. We had faced threats before. I had even been shot at once, but I was not prepared for what I experienced in prison. It was much more difficult than I imagined it would be, and I almost didn't make it through. Persecution almost knocked me out. Many Christians do not think that this can happen in North America or free Western countries, but it can. Followers of Jesus throughout history and in countries around the world have experienced persecution. In fact, our experience of very little persecution up to now is the exception. Some would say we have been living in a bubble of freedom. Here's what Andrew Brunson wrote. I think everyone can see that our society has changed significantly in the last generation or two. The commanding heights of our culture, the corporate world, big tech, arts, media, entertainment, professional sports, schools and universities, even government bureaucracy, are mostly populated by people who do not honor God. In fact, many openly defy him. These are the people who control the centers of power and influence. They have the platforms to amplify their voices and shape public opinion, and they're increasingly hostile to those who identify clearly with Jesus and his teaching. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not thinking of this as an issue of right versus left, but rather followers of Jesus on the one hand, and on the other, those who are hostile to followers of Jesus. What does Andrew Brunson believe will drive this coming persecution? He thinks two wedge issues will drive persecution. 
First, the exclusivity of Jesus in salvation, that Jesus is the only way to God. Second, that Jesus demands obedience from his followers in several areas that are hotly contested in our culture, such as sexual morality, gender identity, marriage, family, life, and biblical justice. Those who are faithful to Jesus in upholding gospel exclusivity and obedience to Christ are going to be labeled as evil people. And those who persecute us will justify themselves by saying that we are a people of hate, that we carry a message of hate. This, of course, is completely backward. It's a satanic lie. But think of Jesus. He was the most loving and kind man in history, and yet people called him evil. They said he was demonic, and an angry crowd demanded he be killed in a gruesome way. And Jesus said that just as the world hated him, it will also hate his followers. We agree our research has found that persecution comes from five primary sources. Relatives, religious leaders, rulers in government, rich people who lose money when people become Christians, and the rowdies that get hired to enforce the persecution. These are the same five sources found in the book of Acts used against the first century Christians. Andrew Brunson writes, Christians are the most persecuted religious group in the world. Why? It's because when we walk closely with Jesus, we carry his scent, and people react to him in us. I think this is some of what will happen. Many in the name of being inclusive and tolerant will say that the followers of Jesus are a threat to safety. They'll say, you can't work here. Your views make people feel unsafe. You can't use social media. You can't use our financial products. We won't process your payments. We're canceling your bank account. You can't use these credit cards. And as for your church, we're closing your website and your podcasts. And we're stripping you of your tax exemption status because you have a message of hate. These are some of the possible pressure points. I don't know how far it'll go, but even if it's just being despised and hated and slandered, that can be difficult enough. For now, we still have robust legal protections for freedom of religion, but as the commanding heights of our culture turn against our Judeo-Christian heritage, these protections can erode very quickly. And when we reach a tipping point, it will accelerate rapidly across a wide front. We would agree that most believers are not ready for the pressures of persecution, and this is indeed very dangerous. Andrew writes from his personal experience. He said, I came close to failing, especially during my first year in prison. At times I was suicidal. I was overcome with fear and despair. I went into a relational crisis with God. I believe one of the purposes God had in my imprisonment was that I would learn how to stand under pressure even when I was weak and overwhelmed, and this was in part so that I could encourage others to stand when they're under pressure. You are listening to Men Alive. We are hearing words from released Christian prisoner Andrew Brunson. Pablo, what does our brother believe helped him endure under pressure, and what could help our listeners today? Andrew Brunson says, and I quote, 
I'm focusing on preparation of the heart, which is the most important and fundamental factor in determining whether we will stand faithful. And that is the goal, to be faithful to the end. We need to talk about persecution, be aware of it, and plan for it. It needs to be on our radar screen, and I say this especially for pastors, leaders, influencers, parents, and grandparents, because you have people under your care. If we don't talk about it, then when that dark wave hits, it's going to shock many people, and that places them in danger of being knocked out. This is especially true because persecution is different from other trials. There are many pressures that we cannot easily escape, an illness, grief from a loss, a broken relationship. But persecution is different because the pressure will usually stop if you just compromise. Therefore, we must prepare ourselves ahead of time so that when pressures come and we are afraid, we do not run but stand firm. Does Andrew Brunson suggest any practical things we can do? He says, first read the New Testament with a different eye. It's full of exhortations to prepare and gives examples of people living victoriously under persecution. In prison, I especially read Second Timothy, which Paul wrote in a dungeon before he was martyred. The letter of First Peter addresses Christians who are suffering for doing good. Read the Gospels with a focus on what Jesus says about persecution how he himself deals with persecution, and how he prepares his disciples. Discuss with your loved ones and decide now that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24.15 Even if it becomes costly. Second, begin to pray now that you and your loved ones will have enough faith and strength to stand. This is what Jesus urged his disciples to do. He said, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26.41 And Peter says to believers facing persecution, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5.8 Third, learn from persecuted Christians, those who have gone before and endured faithfully. We have been conditioned not to expect persecution in the West, so we need to change our mindset. This is not a time for ministry as usual in the church. Many churches are looking at how to expand, but very few are getting ready for the wave that is about to hit. Some of my friends are expecting a revival, and I hope it comes. But before we see revival fire, I think we will go through a refining fire. So we need to prioritize preparing ourselves right now. Good advice, but there are many Christians who say, oh, persecution will be good for us. It'll build the church. Bring it on. Right, Jim. But Andrew Brunson says, we need to be careful not to be overconfident. I say to you again, it can be more difficult than we think, and God's faithfulness, His help, His grace may look different than what we would expect. Let me give you an example. Paul declared confidently to Timothy, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into His heavenly kingdom. 2 Timothy 4.18 But when he wrote this, he was suffering in a miserable Roman dungeon. He was expecting to be executed, so safely and being rescued may look different than we imagined. And Jesus tells his disciples that they're going to face persecution and be hated by everybody. 
Some of them will be imprisoned. Some of them will be put to death. And then after giving them this long list of terrible things that can happen to them, he says, but not a hair of your head will perish. Luke 21.18 So escaping harm may not look the way we expect. Because this can be a discouraging subject, we need to keep before us the truth of the supremacy of Jesus, the image of Jesus as the victorious Lion of Judah. He will not be defeated. I thought of this often in prison. There was hardship, there was real danger, and at times I came close to defeat. What God wanted to highlight for me was the Lion, the Lion of Judah. Jesus Christ, he was there and would take me through to the other side. What was Andrew's final message for us? Andrew's final words are, My brothers and sisters, we are on a perilous journey. There will be hardship and danger, but the lion is with us. At some point the journey will end, and it will end in victory for the lion and for those who are on his side. Amen. We are so thankful to Andrew Brunson for writing these words and sharing this message from his heart and soul with us. For a PDF transcript of Pastor Brunson's story and insight shared today, contact us at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. There you have it, men. Remember, we are on what could become a perilous journey. But we must also remember that Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah, is always with us. Remember to pray daily for those brothers and sisters around the world who are already on that perilous journey this very day. Their number one request is that we pray for them. For more information, visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks along with Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, standing strong in the power of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.